boys, howdy. You're listening to the JRB Nerdcast on the JRB Studios Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by The Rogue's Den. The Rogue's Den, games for all gamers. Check them out at 2122 Highway 7 North in Harrison, Arkansas, or on Facebook at The Rogue's Den. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Nerdcast. What's up, team? So, funny story. We sat down to record this episode, and we totally forgot to do the intro at the beginning, and we just started talking about Star Wars. It took us a little while to get into the actual topic of the episode, but there's a lot of good conversation here that we were doing during our sound check. So I'm actually just going to leave it in there and um, probably only cut just a little bit of it out. But without further ado, we're going to get you right into the episode right and now. And unhook and rehook. That's a little loud. Yeah. Yeah, well. That's me. A little loud. That's what they call me. (laughs) A little loud. Nicholas, a little loud brown. (laughs) Do they? Do they call you that? Who calls you that? (laughs) People. (laughs) The people. Uh, They do. The the, them. The people. People people who call me things. They call me that. (laughs) Wonderful. I'm going to talk like this today. All right, then we're going to turn you down a little more. What? That's so rude. (laughs) Hey, Joshua. What? This is... uh, this is my voice for the episode. I'm not really sure who it is, but it's someone southern, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely southern. They're, they're <laughs> from a western. I don't know which one. But... <laughs> All right, so I know you said you didn't have I five don't summers. have, like, hot takes. Hot takes? I mine, don't believe in hot takes. Mine aren't really, like, hot takes like uh, maybe they are because it's more like things that people say about star wars that i just generally disagree with that like people complain about jar jar like my honorable mention is that jar jar is not that bad (laughs) i think the the thing is like uh hot takes are really just like subjective truths (laughs) or like true or like pointing out that other people's subjective feelings are not objective, which like that doesn't make it a it doesn't make it a, a hot take. It just means other people are not being objective. It's true. Facts are facts, and uh, unfortunately, not everybody thinks that. Man, you would not believe the amount of people that commented and complained about me liking the prequels and the sequels more than i like the originals and it it was like people saying that like how can you not like the original i'm like i never once stated in this that i, I do didn't like, like the originals, originals. like yeah. there was never one part of this video that i said i didn't like the original trilogy yeah. i just simply stated that i prefer the newer films over the older ones and you can honestly you can't sit here and tell me that the older ones are more fun to watch than the newer ones no i mean they're just not <laughs> like, like they're that, just not that is not subjective. That is just an objective truth. Objectively, they are worse movies. Yeah, they're like, so bad. Like, oh, it drives me crazy. I love them. And the, the yes, there is the fact that without 4, 5, and 6, there are no Star Wars. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that they get a free pass. 
Yeah. Like, if you want to legitimately judge movies, then those have to be lower on the list. Yeah. And that's what... Not even, like, from an enjoyment standpoint, but just, like, a like a movie critique standpoint. Because, like, like, they just make no sense. Yeah, and so the biggest complaint that... Well, not the biggest, but one of the biggest complaints that people have about the sequels is that, like, oh, well, there was no vision. They didn't have a story set out from the beginning. You want to tell me... <laughs> That four, five, and six had a coherent story from the beginning? Yeah. You're going to tell me that he had Luke and Leia just like full-on mouth kiss. (laughs) And then he was like, oh, also, she's your sister. You want to tell me that he thought that out? If he thought that out beforehand, that's even worse. (laughs) That makes it even weirder. (laughs) Because if he thought that and he wrote that as part of the story, he wrote a story about incest. Yeah, it's it's either that he didn't plan it, or he did, and it's significantly worse. So, yeah. which eh, do you think that the the original films were about incest? It drives me crazy, man. Like Star Wars fans are, and I always say like Star Wars fans, quote unquote fans, because like I consider myself a Star Wars fan, but that's because I like literally everything that is Star Wars. I yeah. like it. Like, the video games, I don't always enjoy all of them as much as others, but I like all of them. Yeah. All of the movies, I I like all of those nine episodes. I would rather watch those nine episodes than, like, 90% of other films in the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've, like, we have a different view than the majority of, quote-unquote, fans. Yeah, it drives me crazy. But that, that's just, I mean, I had a great conversation with someone on Twitter the other day about that. An, an actual great conversation about it. Like, she was very adamantly against The Rise of Skywalker and said, you know, something about, I don't remember exactly how the conversation started, but said something about how uh, making (laughs) air cannons, uh, (laughs) making Rey a Palpatine, uh, like, destroyed her character and stuff like that. And I was like, well, actually, no, it doesn't, because it solidifies that in Star Wars, it's not about who you were, it's about who you choose to be. Yeah. And that even luke luke was a farmer even though technically he like originally he wasn't necessarily this you know he he wasn't necessarily anakin's or darth vader's son you know originally he was just a farmer and he Mm -hmm. was anakin's son yeah but anakin and darth vader weren't the same necessarily at the very beginning we don't know that but that that doesn't matter but it's like he chose to be a jedi and ray was a nobody she chose to be a Jedi. Yeah, she was a Palpatine. Doesn't matter. That means that even if you were a Palpatine, right, you can and still choose to do the right thing. That's what I got in an argument. It wasn't a very civil conversation. It was more of an argument with someone on Twitter, and they were like, "The last, uh, the last Jedi taught us that anyone could be a Jedi, and then the Rise of Skywalker taught us that nope, you have to be from these families to be a Jedi." And I was like, "No." The Rise of Skywalker, if anything, built on the fact that anyone can be yeah. a Jedi. Because when you look at the history of Star Wars, the only thing that Palpatine has ever been, that any Palpatine we've ever known has ever been, is the Dark Lord of the Sith. Right. And now there's a Palpatine who's the best who's Jedi, Jedi ever. I think that the only the only thing that uh, even people have a, a leg to stand on there is that she drops the name Palpatine. Yeah. But at that point, like, you're pulling at straws. 
Yeah. Because she takes the moniker of Skywalker because she's letting go of her past. She's mm-hmm. saying that that's not the part of me that matters. What matters is what I chose to do and what I choose to do in the future. And that's what made Luke a great hero. So why can't that be what makes Rey a great hero? Right. Well, and what I don't understand is like people that make that complaint about her taking Skywalker. One of the major themes of Star Wars from 77 is found family. Of the family that not necessarily you're born into, but the family that you find along the way. Well, and Ray found the Skywalkers. Right. And that's what I was going to say is who raised her? Let's be real. Yeah. Uncar plot, Han, Leia, and Luke. Yeah. Period. That's it. And Uncar plot is not someone you want to take his name. No. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. You don't want to be a plot. Uh, <laughs> Ray he was, plot. He was, <laughs> he was not a good guy, you know? He, he did not treat her well. So the, the first two real, or first three real mentors that she had were Han, Luke, and Leia. And so when Luke and Leia train her to be a Jedi against all odds when she doesn't even want to do it, she decides, no, you know what? It was the Skywalkers who took me in and made sure that I became what I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I'm going to honor them by making sure that their name is still known. Yeah. I think it's, I think that's beautiful. Yeah. You can disagree. That's fine. But I I just think that you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. We didn't even do an intro for this. Welcome we've been to the talking, episode. We've been talking for nine minutes. But all of this has been so good. I'm not even going to cut it. We're just going to roll with it. Welcome to the episode. Hot takes. They're not even, a lot of them aren't even hot takes. I don't have, I told Joshua, well, it's probably still in here. You're probably going to keep the part where I said this, but I'm going to say it again. I don't really have hot takes. I just see the movies and I react to what the movies said and did. And then that's the truth. So if you say something that is opposite of that and I have to correct you, I am not giving you a hot take. I am telling you a fact (laughs) and you have to get rid of your opinion. Right. So most of my hot takes aren't anything to do with like the actual plot of what actually happens. It's all based on like subjective opinions. So I guess basically what we'll do, since you don't really have any like quote unquote hot takes, I have five. I I said to come up with a list of five. I actually have six. Well, actually, to be fair, I have a whole (laughs) notebook under here for my TikToks that I'm doing. That's like 15 hot takes. (laughs) So here's what we'll do then. If you, like, you'll read some, okay, and then I'll come in with some commentary on them, and I'll okay. also, like, if I think of one throughout, I'll kind of All right, give so you a what for, you know. Let's just count these real quick. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I have 16 things here that I believe could be considered hot takes that are solely my opinion, have nothing to do with the actual story of Star Wars. Now... My hot take is not going to be uh, Ray is not a Palpatine. Like, that's not a hot take. That's just stupid. Right. <laughs> like, my hot takes, like, well, I'll just tell you um, the one that's going to be, like, the last one the of least importance. Um, my one that I did on TikTok. Bless you. Bless you. Yikes. One that I did on TikTok was Star Wars hot take. The Knights of Ren are ultra disappointing. Yeah. And I, well, I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's a fact. yeah and like that's how most of mine are are just they're just opinions on things in star wars that you can't tell me one way or another that it is or isn't fact or that changes the story like this is just something that i see in the story 
that I like or dislike. Right. You know? Well, and, okay, so we'll just start on that one then. Okay. Uh, the Knights of Ren were disappointing. Knights of Ren are ultra disappointing. Yeah. And, well, I talked with, um, oh, who was it? I don't even remember who it was now. Oh, it was Justin. I was talking with Justin. Um, we were discussing. He just went and saw the movie. The, one of the guys that I play Halo with. He just went and saw the movie uh, Thursday, something like that, Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, we were talking about it after, and the first thing that he said was, I was kind of disappointed in the Knights of Ren, and I was like, yeah, I think, so So in my mind, J.J. probably had about a four and a half hour movie, right, and there was some more Knights of Ren stuff, and there was some more Rose stuff, right? And in order to keep it where the Disney and where, where the Disney higher ups wanted it at two and a half hours, he cut the non-essential stuff from the plot. Because the things that we get in the plot, there's not a lot that's uh, fluff. I mean, the majority of what's on screen in The Rise of Skywalker is very important. So, like, we just didn't need to see it, I guess. But then I was talking to the guy at work as well, and I was like, well, but that, I mean, it also gives them the opportunity to do that as a Disney Plus show, because they already kind of delved into explaining them a little bit in the comics, in the rise of Kylo Ren, um, where he becomes the master of the Knights of Ren, uh, because they exist before he does, which is mm-hmm. not something they explain really well. Yeah. So that's literally... why I think a lot of people were disappointed with it, because they assumed because his name is Kylo Ren and they're called the Knights of Ren that they became they were followers of him mm-hmm. that uh were like from the uh temple or whatever that like fell to the dark side with him or something like that but they weren't like they were actually agents of evil before and Luke and Ben fought them and then when Ben fell to the dark side he became he, he became the master of the Knights of Ren and that's why he took the name Kylo Ren. Right. Was because of the Knights of Ren. So it was the opposite. And people don't know that because it's explained in books and comic books mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And see, that's that's not necessarily the problem that I have with it because I still... No, no, no. Like, I, think that's the, the, I think that's the general public's right. like, problem with it. The problem that I have with it is not the Just explanation of, of it. screen time, Because honestly. I still read the books. <laughs> yeah. Well, Right, I mean, enough to, to know. Yeah. But, like, our dad is not going to read the books. Right, and know? and I think, I, <laughs> and I agree with you. I, I think, I, I wish that we could have seen just the entirety of it. I wish we could have seen the entirety of what's going to be in the novelization. Right. Because Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams, like I said, I think that there's at least a four and a half hour movie that's in that two and a half hour screen. You know, if... If we had gotten the entire movie, I feel... Well, and I don't want to say it that way. Because we did. We got the whole movie. But if we had gotten, like, an extended edition or something like that... Which then we I think, still could Right. I think point. that we probably get some more Knights of Ren stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than just, like... Because I think we, we see Kylo searching for that Wayfinder a lot more. Right. Um, and then also Rose and Finn. Or Rose and Rey. Because there's supposedly was like an arc with Rose and Ray um, that just got cut for time. Well, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is that like these, these like especially big blockbuster movies, even smaller budget films, they have this plan, this script written out 
They go in, they shoot the entire script, and then in post they say, oh, okay, well, that scene isn't exactly necessary, so we can cut it, and it still the story still makes sense right. to save time. That's what a lot of people don't understand is that, like, J.J. didn't write this exactly how it showed on screen. He yeah. wrote a lot more, and he had to go in and make tough decisions to cut things out that he thought needed to be in it. Well, and you do that, like, four or five times before you get to your final movie. Yeah. So you start with your entire, with everything everything that you shot, and you essentially, well, I don't know how his process works, right? But the general way of doing it would be to, like, sit down with probably five to six hours of footage and say, I have to turn this into a two and a half hour movie. And then you literally just watch it. And sometimes it's, oh, I, I can cut out the last minute of this scene. Sometimes it's, oh, I can cut that scene completely. Or I can adjust the way that this transitions to save five seconds or something mm-hmm. like that until eventually you cut it down to the time that you get to. Sometimes that involves literally taking out an entire arc of a movie. Right. And I think that that's what happened with this. Yeah. Because whether it was... Whether those were the same plot or not, I think that the Knights of Ren probably had more in this originally, and I think that uh, that Rose probably had more in this originally, because I don't think that J.J. would have uh, been so adamant about the best thing Ryan Johnson did, being hiring Kelly Marie Tran, right? If to he was then not it. write her yeah a good story, I, right. I feel like she have she has to have a good story in there, and it just got had to get cut because. There were other things that were more important to the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. So we'll just transition because another hot take that I have written down that will eventually be on our TikTok uh, is Rose Tico is actually a fantastic character and gets a bad rap. Yes, I don't think that we need to explain much. I think if you don't if you don't like Rose, that's okay because you're not meant to like every single character, right? Like I don't Rose... absolutely love. Uh, um. Oh crap! Jana, is that who you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Jana. I don't absolutely love Jana, but she's still a good character. Well, and every character serves a purpose. I think that's what's important. Yeah, is that Rose and Jana in in the Rise of Skywalker, Rose in Last Jedi, and Jana in Rise of Skywalker, their purpose at the base level. Now, there's way more than this, but their purpose at the base level is to show Finn what he's fighting for, mm-hmm. right? And they're so at the at the very base level of their character, the original thought behind creating them is, well, Finn needs an inspiration. What's that going to be? And then you flesh out the whole character on top of that and it becomes amazing and they get their own things. But to start with, what do those characters do for Finn? They give him a reasons to fight. Right. Yeah, I absolutely love Rose. I think Kelly Marie Tran is a fantastic actress. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think she got a lot of hate that was unwarranted because yeah. even if people don't like the character, she didn't choose to play that character. She got chosen to play that character. She didn't write that character. She just read the character that she was given, you know? Well, so it's like, it's not her fault right. if you don't like her character. Well, and another thing is like, it, I don't even think that it was that people didn't like her character. I think it was literally just like, people didn't like Canto Bite, so let's attack Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah. And, and it's like, what? Not That's only is that like so dumb. like like if she had done a bad job acting, I could understand getting some flack, right? Not to the extent that she got, because that's just inhumane. Right. Like that was absolutely uncalled for. What happened? Yeah. But 
like I can understand like getting a little bit of flack, a little bit of pushback if you did a bad job with your job, right? Right. But she did a phenomenal job yeah. with her job, and so did the writers. I I loved everything that yeah, she was in. I did but too. I could see where people didn't, and and in that case, lashing out at the actress for something that she had no control over whatsoever. That's just because you're you don't want to attack another white guy. Yeah. Let's just be real. Yeah. All right. So to transition again, because you said another word that was a key in another one of my quote unquote hot takes. Um, to transition from Rose, um, I have actually on the list that I was going to read today instead of just the whole list, but we changed it up. I have that Canto Bite is awesome and it really serves a good representation of war profiteering but i don't love canto bite as much as i love the like the bar in episode two i think the bar in episode two is cooler but i think it's two different things well, yeah i mean it's showing it's two, two different, different sides of the galaxy right the, the bar in episode two is meant to show like the shady underworld side right of course on and canto bite is specifically the one percent that are just enjoying the suffering of others mm-hmm. and like and that i think that's why it's I think that's why it's so good for me to me is because like it's an entire society. Cantobite is is an entire society that is built on the enjoyment of other people's pain. Yeah. Um, all the way down to the races. Yeah. Uh, literally everything on that planet is like even the people who are enjoying the casino, right? They're paying for. Or making all of their money to gamble from selling tools of mass destruction. Right. So at the end of the day, every piece, there's not a single piece except for the slaves. Those those little slave children are the only thing on Canto Bite and, and DJ that aren't just like enjoying the pain of others. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Canto Bite gets a bad rap and... Sorry for sneezing again. I don't... It's cool. Uh, bless you, by the way. I don't understand why people dislike it so much. Like, I've listened to even people who have Star Wars podcasts that are Star Wars super fans that I'm not doubting your fandom at all. But, like, I just... I don't understand why people are so adamant that Canto Bite is bad. Like, I actually... That's one of my favorite parts of The Last Jedi. Yeah, I, I, love I like it. it a lot. It really makes me feel like I'm in the prequels again. Well, I think that the, the biggest thing for me is that, like, like I said... It makes you really stop and think, like, no, no, this is what is fueling this whole thing. Like, not even, not, and like what DJ shows Finn in the, uh, the ship that they steal. Yeah. It's, it's not just what feeds, what fuels the First Order. It's also what's fueling the Resistance mm-hmm. as well. And it's like, well, our good guys aren't necessarily just the good guys. Right. They're also, like they're also killing people mm-hmm. and that's something that we don't think about a lot with star wars yeah that's something that i think it was so important a lot of people don't understand sorry i just kicked you that's okay uh, a lot of people don't look at it in this perspective but i was actually i don't want you to expound on this too much because we're going to do another podcast on this topic okay. at some point but um another hot take that i have i don't have it written down but i literally just thought of it is that the rebels in the original trilogy are terrorists. 
Yeah, I, well, and I won't <laughs> expound on it a lot, but I will. What I will say is that like everything, and the novels do a really good job of of portraying this. Um, every person in the galaxy's morality is subjective, right? Okay, so we'll put it this way: Leia um, is very adamantly against the Empire, and since she is our hero, we adopt the same mentality, right? Now, does that mean that she is 100% correct? No, but we assume she is because she's our hero. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, the e- the Empire is evil. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, hands down, the Empire is evil, they're oppressive, they're miserable. Right. But there are also plenty of worlds in the galaxy that benefited. Yep. And that that's something that the novels and the video games and stuff like that, they expound on that a lot more where the new republic failed on those planets but the empire had made them successful or had made them profitable or whether it was it was almost like in rogue one where he says we were bringing peace and he says you're confusing peace with fear and he says well you've got to start somewhere right and it was like that's actually true like mm-hmm. and it, and it's not that everybody in the empire is evil because there are plenty of people in the Empire that just joined because they wanted to be pilots, right? Yeah, you see and, it with Han Solo. You yeah, see and this will be something we'll expound on later. But that I just want really wanted to say that is like, when we get the point of view from the Rebels, and they're considered our heroes, and in the same way with the sequels, the Resistance are considered our heroes, and the prequels, the Jedi are considered our heroes, their point of views become synonymous with everything good morally and in reality they're not they're still murdering people right like let's be real right they're still calling in airstrikes killing millions of people on the death star mm-hmm. yes it was because they had killed millions of people on alderaan but if you kill a million people to pay back the death of a million people the galaxy is just two million people down and nothing right. has been done about it right and that's what there's a line from Padme in one of the prequels where she is talking to Anakin and she says, you're beginning to sound like a separatist and people don't understand the separatists are the bad guys in the prequels, but the separatists are the rebels in the original trilogy. Right. Like that's just the reality of it. Like your your bad guys from your first three movies become your good guys in your second three movies. And not even just that, but their mentality because the separatists, yes, they were twisted by Sidious to do a bunch of things and Dooku to do a lot of things. But at the core, the reason the Separatists, quote-unquote, rebelled against the Republic was because they weren't being treated fairly. Right. They were getting, essentially, they were having their trade routes uh, taken from them. And that's the entire war starts over that. Right. All right, so um, it's not as smooth of a transition as the other ones have been. But wait, wait, what, uh, what is it about? And I'll make a little transition there from the Clone Wars to this. It's, it's about Han Solo. Oh, okay. So, so basically, um, it was all about trade routes, right? <laughs> that starts the Clone Wars. And then essentially, that goes into why we have so many smugglers in the original trilogy. Speaking because... of smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> So because uh, the trade routes are all so so packed, you know. <laughs> I actually had some that had to do with the Clone Wars, but I'm just going down the list from top to bottom, and Solo was the next one. But this one was also on our TikTok and our Facebook. 
I think that the way that Han Solo got his name is actually really, really cool. Like, yeah. people have a problem with the fact that his name was just Han, and then somebody was like, oh, you're alone, so you're Solo, so Han right. Solo. And I'm like, that is dope. Yeah, I like, think that's really cool. And I think part of that for me is just, like, the character creation aspect of it, because I play so much tabletop games, like RPGs and stuff, that right. creating a character that only has one name to then have someone else in the game give my character a name and live up to that name would right. be so cool. Baylor's knocking on the door. <laughs> that would be so cool. And I, I think uh, Solo getting his name while he's enlisting in the Imperial Navy is one of the coolest things about yeah. the Solo movie. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy. Oh, Baylor's joining us today. You want to come sit with me? You want to sit with Daddy? <laughs> what you doing, bud? You gonna get some soup? You gonna eat some soup? Sorry for the interruption, Come folks. Here. We have a two-year-old in the room. Come here. All right. Well, anyway, well, anyway, he's just standing in the corner looking yeah. at soup. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. I think that's really cool. Whoa, whoa! You've been walking long. Eh, not long. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> all right well i i think that that's a great way that that happens i i'm a big fan of stuff like that where it explains something that we just kind of took for granted right yeah like i i think it's just so cool that that's how he got his name like i think a lot of people don't like solo because they say it's too quote-unquote fan servicey i love the fan service yeah. I love the fact that we see where he got his name. We see where he met Chewie. We see the dice being such a big part of his life. We see how he got the Falcon. We see him doing the Kessel Run. All of that is what makes me love Solo so much. On top of the fact that Alden Arnreich is just like the best cast you could have made to play a young Han Solo. And Donald Glover. And I dude. Mean, Donnie G. You know what I'm saying? Childish Gambino. <laughs> so this is lando calrissian not so, america this uh, is lando calrissian <laughs> uh all right another transition because that was perfect donald glover is a better lando than billy d <laughs> i don't think that he's a better lando I, I so here's here's how i say it i think that donald glover is better at acting like billy d williams than billy d williams <laughs> <laughs> that's, fair. that's and, fair and to be fair like oh you're messing with my mic buddy hey leave and it alone to buddy. be fair like uh billy d williams is lando you know what i mean yeah, yeah. like like I mean, he even says that in interviews they're like did lando ever leave you or he's like did, what did it take long to get back into lando and he's like lando never left baby yeah like let's be honest no one's ever going to be a better lando than billy d but donald glover man was literally as close as you could have gotten i i mean the the guy is just really 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 talented he's so so good all right i don't have anything that we can transition perfectly off of that but uh we'll talk about someone who would be in the same realm as uh lando and han and that is someone by the name of boba fett now i want to be very clear <gasps> here i to be very clear here uh my first hot take that i did on the tiktok was boba fett is overrated i am still sticking with that well, yeah. I'm saying Boba Fett is overrated for what we see him do in canon. Yeah. I because love... you can't take anything Legends and yeah. associate it with the canon character. Yeah. I love Boba Fett as a character because I grew up reading all of the Legends material of Boba Fett. 
I have my favorite Star Wars Destiny card that I have is my Boba Fett card. Uh, I love Boba Fett so much. But given what he did in the movies, he's so overrated. Yeah. And another hot take with it is that his dad is way better than him. Yeah. So here's what here's my thing. Uh, Boba Fett killed zero people. <laughs> yeah. Zero. Yeah. And uh, like literally zero. <laughs> Not yeah. a single person. The only people he killed are people that Darth Vader references. Yeah. When he says no disintegrations. Yeah. That's it. And then they which went people back thought and... for now that that was probably, or people thought that that was Owen and Beru, but it's not. No. And we know that now because in canon, a disintegration rifle literally, literally disintegrates, disintegrates them. It doesn't just burn them. Thanks, John Favreau. So John Favreau has now proven Boba Fett cannot kill anyone. Yeah. So. Um, Jango Fett literally kills multiple Jedi. Yeah. I, I just, man, it drives, it drives me crazy. In one fight. When people are like, <laughs> Boba Fett is so much better than his dad. All his dad did was just get cloned. And I'm like, yeah, his dad is the clone army. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like literally Jango Fett kills multiple Jedi in the battle of Geonosis huh. before getting killed by Mace Windu, who he almost bests also. Like That's he true. doesn't, he doesn't just collapse and die to Mace Windu, who is one of, if not the strongest duelists in the Jedi Order. All right, next hot take. This is a perfect transition. Mace Windu is a little overrated based on what we see in the films. So I think that's it. It all comes down to the fact that uh, he's not. If you add in the Clone Wars, if you add in all canon content. Then he's not. But if you literally, if you just look at the nine films, then it's not that he's necessarily overrated, but he's he should be rated. Well, I guess it is. He should be rated around the same level as like Kiati Mundi, Plo Koon, all of those Jedi, um, Kit Fisto, uh, Shock T, because I, I we kind of just see of them, right? Like and I, they're referenced. I think that Mace Windu is made a bigger deal because he has more speaking parts than these other Jedi right. that are on the council. Because George Lucas made a point to hire Samuel L. Jackson. It's yeah. a system we cannot afford to lose. Yeah, like, that's all Keanu Moody says. Right. Like, I, I think Mace Windu... No, don't get me wrong. I love Mace Windu. I really do. I think he's one He's one of the coolest characters in the Clone Wars, I think. Right. And I, so... I just think that from what we see, like, the stories that people tell about Mace Windu and the love that everybody has towards Mace Windu just off of the films, I think is unwarranted. Yes, uh, I agree with that. Uh, I I try to look at everything as like everything canon instead of just the movies. Right. But but yes, you you're 100 percent correct. If you just looked at Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, then he's kind of just a douchebag. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And then he he almost wins, and then Anakin gets him killed. Yeah. And that's really all that he does. But uh, if you take in all of the canon content with him in it, including uh, Clone Wars, then he becomes a really cool character yeah i love him in the clone wars but so do the other jedi and i think that so one thing that uh sam witwer says about uh the clone wars and he's a huge star wars fan Mm -hmm. uh he was a huge star wars fan before acting in it uh but one thing that he says and and i agree wholeheartedly with it is uh george should have done an entire saga to tell the story of anakin in the clone wars Yes. Rather than three movies to go through the entirety of it. 
Yes. Uh, because 20-something years of Anakin's life, uh, there's so much more that happens in that than three movies. I completely <laughs> agree. And that's why they did the TV show. Right. And, that, and that's what he says. It's like, if you want to really understand, like, if you want to like the prequels, watch the Clone Wars. Right. Yeah. Because they'll, they increase your enjoyment of watching the prequels. 100%. 100%. Now, let's talk some more about Clone Wars. Um, let's see. One I've got here is that Clone Wars is better than Rebels. Now this one really is a hot take because it is completely this one is completely completely subjective subjective because you cannot sit down and prove that Rebels is better than Clone Wars or Clone Wars is better. This is one hundred percent my opinion. So if you disagree, Nick or anyone listening, I completely understand because Rebels is amazing. I'm not saying I don't like Rebels. So here's what I like Clone Wars better. That I think that my judgment will be out until season seven. First, first off, February when season seven. Uh, comes and I don't know. They'll probably do episodic release probably. on it as well. Same as Mando, which I'm fine. I'm fine with. It. I think that's a better way to do it because it keeps your hype through the entire year rather than hyped until one week. Right, and um, then and it also helps with like spoilers because like if right if like if I binged an entire season and you hadn't gotten to watch it, right? You know. Like our current situations, you work a ton right now. I'm you know working four days a week, so it's like. I could sit down on that fifth day when you're working and watch the entire season, and then I can't talk to anybody about it because right. you haven't you couldn't, watched any of you it. You couldn't talk to me about it for like three weeks. Yeah, because you haven't watched any but of it. But I think it's just better to do it that way. That's beside the point. I I think my judgment for it will be, and there's a rumor that there's going to be another season of Rebels. Which would be I awesome. would love that, because if it jumps to Return of the Jedi... Sorry, my chair is so squeaky. Maybe it jumps to right after Return. Maybe it's set during the same time uh, frame as The Mandalorian. That'd be awesome. Be pretty cool. Be really, really awesome. It would also give uh, give all of the Raylo fans, all the Ben stands, uh, an opportunity to to voice concern about the world between worlds and Ben Solo. It's true. All right. So the next one, uh, since we just talked a little bit about Clone Wars. I'll stick with Clone Wars a little bit. Um, Asajj Ventress is one of the best villains in the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah, okay. So, I agree with that. Now, not the best. Probably number two. Character-wise, I I agree with that. Her arc is one of the best in Clone Wars. I think think that the reason that she's such a great character is she's kind of the antithesis of Anakin. Yeah. Anakin is the guy who wants to be a good guy. But kind of has a lot of trouble. He gets himself into a lot of trouble with the dark side. Mm-hmm. And Asajj is kind of the opposite of that. She wants to be this like super villain. But then she kind of every now and then slips up. And she shows that she has a good side. Right. I, I can agree with that. And it helps that like. Count Dooku is my favorite. This. I'm going to get hate for this one. This is a hot take. I'm going to get hate for this. And I know I am. And you're going to disagree well, no, with me. No, you're going to get hate for it because of the movies. And <laughs> yeah. and it's not warranted. Like, I agree with you, what you're about to say. Uh, Count Dooku is my favorite Sith. I Well, I agree with you. And part of the reason for that is because of Dooku Jedi Lost. Yeah. And Dooku, Master and Apprentice. Dooku Jedi Lost and the Clone Wars are yeah. what did it for me with Count Dooku. Because he's so underused in the films. And part of that was just the age of Christopher right. Lee. They couldn't use him a ton. 
and just the pacing of the films having to fill gaps. But I'm so glad that they did the Clone Wars TV show because Count Dooku is probably like I like him more than Darth Vader. Yeah, I do too. Uh, and I, I think that, like I said, that, that maybe that is a hot take because I don't know that that's necessarily uh, that's not something you can say is true or not. But um, I also don't no, think I a lot of people that. would I, agree with that. No, I don't know. I don't either. But I, I think after. After um, season seven of Clone Wars, we'll probably get a little bit more Dooku, a little bit more Maul, uh, and some more, some more Grievous. Grievous, and um, maybe some more Asajj. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Some more. I don't know when what Asajj's timeline looks like actually, but it'll be something like that. And I mean, maybe that'll change a little bit. But I, man, Dooku is so cool. He and just having the curved hilt. To be a better duelist is really cool. <laughs> yeah. Dooku, I think Dooku is my favorite just because he's not like... He's not your typical Sith. Yeah, he's not the guy that's just going to show up and kill everybody. He's the guy who's going to show up and he's going to diplomatically yeah. manipu- manipulate you. Like He, he has... So the way that I look at it is Dooku plus Maul equals Sidious. Yeah. Not in like quality of character or something like that. But just in like the type. Character, character traits so dooku he would much rather prefer or he would much rather uh like go to diplomacy maul would much rather just kill just you just kill you he's yeah. like oh well you don't agree with me i'll just literally kill you he doesn't even give you a chance to agree with him he's just like oh hey you're here stab mm-hmm. and, and sidious is, sidious is the combination <laughs> of both but i think that that's what's beautiful about it in that way it's very poetic mm-hmm. right Going from Maul to Yeah, you Dooku. go from Maul, you go from the I'll just kill you to Dooku in episode two where he literally... You don't know he's a Sith until he ignites the red right. lightsaber. Well, and when he's talking to Obi-Wan, he literally says, look, the Sith is in control, like the Lord of the Sith is in control of the Senate. Me and you can stop him. Yeah. And like, I don't even know that necessarily he wanted to turn Obi-Wan to the dark side. He just wanted to kill Sidious. I think he just wanted to kill Sidious. Yeah. Because like, there's so much, like... There's so much going on in his head, too, that people that doesn't come across on the screen because on the screen he's just a Sith, right? Right. But like in Dooku Jedi Lost and Clone Wars and all that, he's kind of a nice guy. Like yeah. he's, he's actually he's not a, bit a bad brash, guy. but he's he's just doing what he thinks is best for the galaxy. Right. All right. So moving on. Next hot take. Um, Attack of the Clones is not as bad as people think it is. The pacing is weird. It's kind of long. I don't mind it. The love story's not perfect, but Attack of the Clones might be it's my least favorite prequel, let's be honest. Here, okay. I like I like Phantom Menace better than Attack of the Clones, but I would rather watch Attack of the Clones than A New Hope. So, here is my thing with That's a hot Attack take. <laughs> Here's my thing with Attack of the Clones. Or yeah, with Attack of the Clones. I I like it. Because, yes, the love story is awkward. Very. But that's actually way more realistic. Yeah. Because what we want... Anakin's like, what, 19 years old? He's going to be awkward. Yeah, well, and (laughs) even if he wasn't, like, in real life, like, falling in love is awkward. Yeah, it's weird. You're never, like, super confident at first anyway, you know? And if you are, that's weird. (laughs) you know what i mean yeah Yeah. 
but so I don't mind that. I mean, maybe maybe it got a little bit extremely awkward sometimes, but I mean, we went to the extreme with that. But that's I, I don't care. I'm whatever. If you want like a perfect love story, then go to like go to a Shakespeare play or something. You know, like. <laughs> You don't need to be listening to or watching Star Wars right. if you want a perfect love story. Yeah, if you want a love story, don't watch Star Wars. <laughs> but the pacing, sure. But it also has so much to set up. Because if you're going to do the story that they got in the prequels in only three movies, there has to be a, just one, at least one movie that's just exposition. Yeah, and that's a lot of like, a lot of people complain because Attack of the Clones, it's like, a lot of scenes where it's just people walking and talking and people walking and talking and people walking and talking and but it's all like, of the dialogue is good and it's like absolutely required because yeah, if they necessary. don't talk about that we don't know what's going on uh, what yeah it's like if he doesn't go to dexter's diner if he doesn't go to talk to dexter jester we don't get Django fett we don't know that he's supposed to go to camino yeah. and then if he shows up on camino we're like well how did he get there yeah yeah, I think Attack of the Clones is really, really good, and I would rather watch Attack of the Clones than at least A New Hope. I would rather watch Empire that. or Return over Attack of the Clones, but if I had to choose between Attack of the Clones or A New Hope, I'd watch Attack of the Clones just for the arena battle and the duel with Dooku at the end. Yeah, I also think like it's cool to see all of the exposition in that you see... like the beginning of the death star which yeah. in the new movie or in the new novel catalyst in the rogue one novel mm-hmm. it tells you that the separatists were actually developing that yeah and then they gave it to dooku and, dooku and it shows it that Sidious. yeah it shows that in attack of the clones and krennic was de- krennic and uh urso galen urso mm-hmm. were actually on the team that were creating it for the separatists and then their characters now, so canon or like chronologically, it came out afterwards. But now canonically, their characters were then brought into Rogue One to see where that goes. And it's so cool to see that, especially now with all the new stuff that's been added to it that you can go back and supplement Episode Two with. It makes it really cool. Yeah, Episode Two is awesome. All right, so uh, next one we'll do that relates to Episode Two is Across the Stars is my favorite theme in all of Star Wars. Across the Stars is the one that's Anakin and Padme. Yeah. That's like the... Yeah. Yeah. I know know which one you're talking about. I think you're wrong, but that's fine. Yeah. I I figured you would. That's my favorite theme in Star Wars, followed closely by Ray's theme. I love Ray's theme. But I really, really love Across the Stars. And And I don't think there's a bad... No, I don't think John Williams bad. didn't do anything yeah. bad in Star. Everything is good in Star Wars, yeah. but when I hear Across the Stars, it's very good. Here's and here's why I feel that way. It's not that I just like actually think it's better musically. Like I would rather listen to you know Duel of the Fates or something like that than listen to Across the Stars. The reason I love Across the Stars so much is because my earliest recollection of Star Wars is watching Attack of the Clones on our uncle's big screen and then playing with lightsabers in their backyard on their trampoline and episode two was the one i've watched the most growing up because yeah. it was the one that when i was finally yeah, old was, enough I to was like say, you were wars. only three when yeah uh, actually you may not i don't even i don't remember what month it came out so you may not have even been three yet but 
episode two was the one that I watched the most growing up. And that theme is just, it's so good. Man. Yeah, we watched two and three constantly. Yes. And, and Across the Stars is in three as well. It's mm-hmm. a little bit of an altered version of it, but it, it's still it's still in there. Um, my favorite, uh, my favorite's probably, I don't know that I could say I have a, a single favorite. I think that my favorite thing that John Williams does is when he creates a theme and then uses that theme in a different way. So, like, it's very subtle, but tons of times during uh, Rise of Skywalker, he uses Palpatine's theme incorporated in other people's themes, right? And so you get that... Tons with so many different things. And then he also has Kylo Ren's theme. Yeah, that one's really good. And it shares a lot of same tones as Palpatine's theme from the very beginning, which is something that I didn't pick up on. And and it was literally John Williams showing oh well the eventual like the end goal of the Star Wars saga is very similar to Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Mm, really weird, huh? And it's written in with Kylo's theme. It's the same notes. It fits together with the Imperial March. And then at the same time, when he when he takes stuff like that, and then he flips it. So with Palpatine's theme, he does this in Episode One, and he writes it in a in a major key. So it's 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 in a minor key originally, and he writes it in a major key, and he has the children on Naboo singing it at the end at what is it like aggie's municipal festival or something like that aggie's municipal band that's what it is and the children of naboo are singing it in a major key and they're singing palpatine's theme as if he's the hero mm-hmm. not knowing that he's also going to be the one that literally destroys everything mm-hmm. right um and specifically them because one of in palpatine's consent contingency plan he torches naboo right um but on top of that, then you get Kylo Ren, who has the same thing happen. And I don't know if a lot of people caught this, but in The Rise of Skywalker, uh, when he's like limping towards Rey, it plays Kylo Ren's theme in a major key. Instead of going the... It goes like... And it's a major version of that song. Hmm. So it's the same theme, but it's written to be the good guy theme for Kylo Ren. Right. And it's only one line of it. Like it's mixed in with a bunch of other things that are happening. And you get that one line of a very similar run, just a major version of it. And it's so cool. And as a music guy, as a guy who like loves the little details that are in music, all of those little things stick out to me and I love them. And they're they're symbolized so much. There's definitely... Uh, I feel like that one as well uh, is an actual like quote hot take by definition because Maybe. it's completely subjective. Maybe, but I, I think it's more just like, I think it's more just me saying I like how John Williams also tells stories. Yeah, like, <laughs> like let's be totally honest here. John Williams 
has never done anything that's bad and i love all of the music of all of the star wars but across the stars is the one that stirs the most feelings in yeah, me I, for I, nostalgia I, I get that all right so another thing to do with the prequels real quick uh jar jar is not that bad correct all right next <laughs> i i think if you easy. if you have a problem with with jar jar that's fine he's an idiot that's fine yeah like being an idiot doesn't mean you're a bad character yeah i think jar jar is a pretty good character and i don't think he's actually an idiot that's that's me you know making it dramatic he's not an idiot he's not the smartest he's not the brightest character but that's the character like if everybody in the galaxy was a genius then star wars would be no fun right like yeah i don't think jar jar is that bad I do think some of the antics in episode one are a little much. Like some of the things during the battle on Naboo are a bit much. I'm but fine with that. It makes Naboo sense. Was... Yeah, it makes total sense. Like I'm fine with that. It doesn't bother he, me. He got exiled because he was a klutz. Yeah. So like, come on. <laughs> all right, more episode one uh, because I freaking love episode one. Pod racing. The now pod... this is pod racing. The pod race was awesome. I like the pod race. Uh, it's also one of the only, uh, maybe the only time in the movies that the music cuts. There's no music for the entirety of the pod race. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I'll have to rewatch it. I just once, never really paid attention. Once the engines start going up and there's all the explosions going around, no music. Huh. John Williams was like, no, that that's all you need. Yeah. Until I think the very final lap. Uh, I think on the final lap, it, it comes back in with some music. But for the majority of the pod race... There's no music. That's really cool. I didn't know that. All right, so the pod race is awesome. Um, I think if you have problems with the pod race, you just don't want to have fun. Yeah. Like, if you really, like, if you found, you're just looking for reasons not to like things. (laughs) That doesn't make you a fan of anything. That makes you someone who just wants to argue. And that's no fun. (laughs) Agreed. I think... Uh, they, just like things come on <laughs> i think that they should make and jason actually said this on one of our facebook posts when i said that pod racing was cool jason said he wanted to see a disney plus series about pod racing on malastar yeah well okay and there's also in um in bloodlines in the leia novel bloodlines or whatever it's called something like that it's up there i think it's called bloodline bloodline yep so in bloodline that's what Han is doing. Mm-hmm. Han and Chewie have gone off to be the commissioner of a racing league. <laughs> yeah. Like, or maybe not commissioner. I think he's actually just like the owner of a team or something like that. But he's a higher up in a racer's league. Like, clearly it's existing. Yeah, clearly it's Why a Why is deal. it not a thing? Why, why haven't we seen it? Right. There's so many good pilots that I'd love to see do that. All right, so I got... I've got two more, and then I might think of one while we're talking about these last two. But uh, one that I have here that I haven't marked off yet is General Grievous is underused in the films. But... Kind of, yeah. He's actually, like... I don't... Okay, I don't really know how to go about this one. I think General Grievous is underused in the film in Revenge of the Sith... But I also think that he might be overused in the Clone Wars. See, I disagree. I think I think he's underused. I, I think it balances pretty well to where if you just watch the movies, yeah, he's pretty, you're probably hearing Baylor cry. Yep, you definitely are. Uh, but I, I think if you just watch the movies, then yes, he's pretty underused. 
But it's because they tried to put four main villains in three movies. Yeah. That's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it kind of, they, you know, kind of suffered for it. So you didn't get Grievous at all in episode two. Um, when really, I, I think he probably should have come in in episode two. Yeah, I, I think agree. probably he should have been there with Dooku on Geonosis. Maybe they didn't have the technology to do it then, though. Maybe that's why they didn't. But um, I don't think that's true. I think ILM could have done it. But that's beside the point. Um, ILM could do whatever they really wanted. They, mm-hmm. they, you know, they put their minds to it. It's going to happen. But uh, I, I do think he probably should have come in in episode two near the end. And then it would have just been nice to just see him there because then you come in episode three and you're like who's this guy you know yeah he's and like he's like the big bad at the beginning yeah the and beginning, he just immediately they're like, takes grievous's ship and you're like who the heck is grievous exactly <laughs> and and he, and he just like immediately takes over without any transition period mm-hmm. so it's like he was already a general right um which he was but it's it's like we just we didn't hear about him at all until he was a general Right. And and part of that is because, yeah, the Clone Wars didn't begin until the end of Episode 2, right? But if he's there and he's one of the leaders of the Separatists, then it makes sense that he's a general of the Separatist army. Right. But just kind of throwing him in, it doesn't it doesn't kill anything for me. But um, And then to, to being overused in the Clone Wars, I think it just kind of makes more sense. Because... Anakin can't fight him. Yeah. Right? But Obi-Wan needs to have a history with him. Yeah. Because at the beginning of 3, he meets Anakin for the first time, but he's right. very familiar with Obi-Wan. Right. So it's like, okay, how much did Anakin and Obi-Wan actually do together during the Clone Wars? Right. You know? Well, and not just that. It's like, because they did a lot together. But it's not just that. It's that, like, uh, when... When Obi Wan's line is "You won't get away this time," right? So clearly they've had altercations in the past, so they have to play that up. And then, yeah, maybe they did it a little bit too much, but there were six seasons to do. Like, right? There was so much story. Like, at some point, you're gonna have to overuse something, you know? right? And I was actually I started rewatching the Clone Wars because we're starting our new show on Patreon, the Clone Wars Chronicles, uh, to replace the Mandalorian until it comes back in. Speaking of which, are you just going to do that with brand new episodes? No, I'm doing Clone Wars Chronicles will be every episode of Clone okay, Wars. Okay, so you should watch through ones. chronologically. I'm going to. Not like episode one through. Wait, like what do you find, mean? Find the list that, because oh. they're not in chronological order. Yeah, I may do that. Do that, because I'll do it with you and we'll do the, I'll do the show with you. I may do that. Um, we'll have to see how it goes, but... I started rewatching it and the first like seven or eight episodes of the of season one of Clone Wars all have Grievous in them as a major player and Anakin seems to know all about him. Yeah, oh, he knows all about him, but he never meets him. Yeah, and that's what's weird is like they encounter each other several times well, and Ahsoka they, and, well they don't like they never meet. They that's never the meet, but they they encounter each other's forces several times right. and Ahsoka duels him twice. Yep. Within the first, like, ten episodes of the Clone Wars. And it's like, man, they really like General Grievous. And I like General yeah. Grievous, too. Like, don't get me wrong. It probably is fun to animate General Grievous, too, well, if that's I, your job. I think that the big reason that they chose to do that is because he has to be... By the time Episode 3 comes out, he has to be this he has know, to be established. infamous character. Yeah. That, uh, that is well-known by everyone in the Republic. Yeah. And so, 
in a way, you kind of have to overuse him. Because if you underuse him in the Clone Wars as well, and then you get you watch episode three and you're like, wait a minute, how do, how does everybody know this guy? Yeah, he was only even, in like six episodes. Even Mace Windu, when they get back to, like he'll run and hide like he always does. He's a coward. He'll run and hide, and it's like, wait a minute, how does Mace Windu know this guy? Right. And then even like the fact that uh, literally everybody is like, well, when we kill Grievous, the Separatists are done. Like he has to be a central figure, and so you kind of have to overuse him. Yeah. All right, so the final hot take that I have um, is probably going to catch some heat for this one, too. The Mandalorians are the best part of Star Wars. Yikes. <laughs> I like... I, I can't agree or disagree. I like the Mandalorians more than I like the Jedi. I don't think that's a far-fetched statement. I, I think that, like I was saying earlier, I I, I think that every aspect of Star Wars has its positives and negatives in that like like i was saying we have the jedi as our heroes and so we tend to see them as our as the moral high ground Mm -hmm. when in reality they're they're not necessarily like if you looked at everything in universe objectively the mandalorians have their ways and they disagree with the ways of the jedi and because of that there's a war Mm-hmm. and like that doesn't make sense like right. if, if you just like objectively look at it you objectively look at the fact that the mandalorians think that one thing should happen the jedi think that the that another thing should happen but they're on opposite ends of the get not opposite ends, but they're on different parts of the galaxy right yet some for some reason they end up fighting anyway mm-hmm. and we just tend to take the side of the jedi yeah because the jedi won the war and because the Jedi are romanticized in the first right. three films, and, as it's, the and that's heroes. what that's what Luke says in the Last Jedi. Yeah. You know, we've romanticized their story now that they're gone. Yeah, the I think the exact line from Luke is the Jedi are romanticized, deified now that they're gone. Yeah. And it, that's so true. Like when you actually look at the, it's literally yeah, it's, Luke's line. When, when you, you look strip at, away, when you strip away all of the deeds of the Jedi at their core, like they were corrupt. Yeah. Well, their their story is failure. Yeah. Is what is it? I can't he says something exactly something similar to that. Their um, their story is failure. Like, yeah. like they trained and raised their, up at Darth the Vader. height of their power. They allowed Darth Sidious to take over the galaxy from right from underneath them. Yeah, and without them knowing, taking over the entire Senate and raising Darth Vader and training yeah. Darth Vader, like, Luke yeah, like is, every everything Luke says is a hundred percent true, it's accurate, it, <laughs> and but at the same time, what what ends up happening is true as well because i think you have to look like nothing is black and white in star wars mm-hmm. which is something that i think a lot of people don't can't grasp because in the real world in the real world there's a lot of actual just black and white like there are things that are objectively good things that are objectively evil and they are always going to be at odds with each other and there's no middle ground like murdering someone is always bad saving someone's life is always good mm-hmm there's no middle ground right. you know like in uh in star wars that's not necessarily true mm-hmm. because rebels murdering imperial soldiers it's not really a bad it's thing. not necessarily straight up evil right like but it's not it's also not good yeah like there's an episode of rebels that i watched recently uh before kanan loses his sight 
that him and Sabine go to one of the moons of Mandalore. Yeah. And there's some Mandalorian guys that are like causing a ruckus and Sabine literally <laughs> kills her own <laughs> causing a ruckus. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. Sabine literally kills some of her own Stirring people. Stirring up a kerfuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Sabine, a Mandalorian, literally kills other Mandalorians. Like it's no big and Sabine is supposed to be like a teenager. Right. Well and it's like well, maybe not a teenager, but like probably a teenager, like teenager or early twenties. Yeah, and she's just like killing people, like it's no big deal. I think it comes down to a line from Rogue One, when uh, Cassian chooses not to kill Galen or so, but then he ends up dying anyway. Right, and Jen says, "You went up there to kill my father," and he says, "I could have pulled the trigger, I didn't," and uh, she's like know you can't talk your way out of this i did i don't have to and he says specifically i had orders and she says uh you're no better than a stormtrooper right and like that's 100 percent true that yeah, it is that is 100 percent true that we don't really we're not told to think about that so we really don't and that's why i like row one so much because it kind of challenges the it, morality of star yeah. wars a lot yeah, where you it see still the... paints the rebels as the heroes, but it paints well, because... the rebels in a different light than we've ever seen them. Because if you look at it objectively, like yeah, the rebels are the heroes. Yeah, because they they are fighting for the freedom of the entire galaxy. Right now, once they win, they're not able to actually provide that, but their cause was moral and heroic. Right, right? and so they're fighting towards that noble heroic ending. They don't necessarily get that same ending, and they do a lot of shady stuff along the way. Right. I think that's what we just don't think about. <laughs> yeah, like and because because in movies we're we're essentially told not to. Right, we're told like, oh, Han Solo is the good guy, so uh, don't worry about the like seventy five guys that he killed in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about those guys. They're fine. They're nameless soldiers. That's why they've got masks. Or that's why They're George Lucas. People. That's why George Lucas had to go back and edit. A new hope to make greedo shoot first right it's because like, people were like han solo can't be a murderer it's right. like he is he is a murderer right and, and like <laughs> at the core everybody technically everybody in the rebellion they're murderers yeah they're traitors and we'll get into that on the the other episode when we talk about that specifically but yeah we've been going for over an hour so it's time to and we're gonna to wrap continue for another hour and a half so here we go <laughs> buckle up people so that's my, the end of the show. <laughs> my final hot take and the one that I wanted to end the show on was I believe that the Mandalorians are the best part of Star Wars and the TV show The Mandalorian has had no small role to play in that decision. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, uh, my favorite part of Star Wars is probably still the Jedi. Yeah. And, and, and not because I think that they're like these heroic you know, like Christ figures or whatever, but just because I like the idea. Um, right. I'm a big fan of space wizards. Yeah. I'm a big fan of space wizards. <laughs> essentially. He uh, actually wrote a novel called space wizards. And it's, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> that's the title of my autobiography is I'm a fan of space wizards uh, for the love of everything. Space wizard. <laughs> no, I, I just, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, uh, well, first off lightsabers. I love, yeah, I love lightsabers, lightsabers are cool. And then secondly, uh, I, I really resonate with the ideals of the Jedi, uh, with the actual ideals of the Jedi, not the way that, that they became. Because right. in the prequels, and even like 
in the original trilogy, we didn't get the ideals of the Jedi mm-hmm. in the Jedi Order, even. They were proud and they were blind to everything. Like, the, the thought, like, if you just read through the Jedi Code, there's flaws in it, sure, but, like, that just makes sense to me. And I like that idea that, like, there's not all of these things. Like, what we should focus on is peace and knowledge. And mm-hmm. and, and that I think the difference is, like, love, right? Like, that should be in there. But it's not for the right. Jedi. But I think that at their core, the ideals of the Jedi are, at the end of the day, you're not going to, you shouldn't do what's best for just you. Right. At the end of the day, you should be doing what's best for, in our case, the planet. Right. For everyone. So if I can do something that all it's going to do is affect people in, I don't know, Africa. If I can do something that's only going to affect them, it's not going to help me any. I should still do that thing. Right. If, if you can do something that's good, do it. Like, that's, and that's I think, a general rule of thumb. I think that's the baseline of the Jedi is others before self. Mm-hmm. And it even says so in episode two. Anakin says, you know, we're taught to put others above ourselves. And then so in Padme. A way you can you can say we are encouraged to <laughs> we love. We are encouraged to love. And attachment is forbidden. Exactly. And that's another thing that is kind of delved into in the novels about Dooku. One of the reasons that he ends up he di- he really dislikes one of the Jedi that is uh uh sent to his homeworld. Because the guy just goes, like, completely against the council's wishes all the time. And he's like, what are you talking about? I live by the Jedi Code. I sleep with a different girl every night. I'm not attached <laughs> I'm to not, a single one of them. I'm not attached to anybody. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know what? You're right. That's true. That is a great point, actually. <laughs> it's like, you're, like, you are technically doing exactly what the council is telling you to do. Yep. Love people, but don't get attached to exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right. Let's go ahead and wrap. Um... I guess the main thing that I want, the point I want to get across with this episode is not necessarily all the things that me and Nick feel about Star Wars or, uh, cause there's, I mean, there are literally hundreds of things that we could have sat down and talked about that people that, you know, are considered quote unquote hot takes about Star Wars that we could discuss. Uh, this is just a list of ones that I came up with off the top of my head the other day of things that I personally like about Star Wars that some other people don't like. Um, but the point I want to get across is this. Just because I like one part of Star Wars that's different than what you like doesn't mean that we're not both actually fans. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I tweeted like I was saying the other day, I, w- I was tweeting back and forth with this girl who was not a fan of Rise of Skywalker. And we had a civil conversation about it and I. How she didn't like that he, that she was a Palpatine, and I was like, "Well, I think that this is what that means." And and she responded, she "Was like that's a really good take on it. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily work for me, but I, I can understand why it does for you." And so, you know, we went back and forth for a while, and it was all very civil. And then it, in my last tweet, basically what I said was, I was I gave like the final reason for that. I was like, "This is like how I view it, and I understand that like a lot of people don't." I was like, personally. Because she wanted Ray to be a nobody, right? And I was like, personally, I think that that would have been better. 
does that uh, but i'm okay with what we got because i don't or i i think that that would have been a cool story i don't necessarily think it would have been better i think at the end of the day we got a good story and that's all we could really ask for however what's really cool to me is that uh all of us are just all of us just love star wars and that's that's really neat like right. like it doesn't matter whether you love rise of skywalker or hate rise of skywalker or anywhere in between, right? If you love Star Wars, you love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Whether you know, we don't have to agree on anything other than the fact that Star Wars is great, right? And this all kind of stemmed from I started doing this thing on TikTok where I just one night I was playing Battlefront and I got killed by Boba Fett, and so I was kind of mad at Boba Fett for killing me. That's not canon. And <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Boba Fett's so overrated, and I was like. I bet a lot of people agree with me. And so I just started doing these Star Wars hot takes on TikTok and on Facebook. Little and, did you know. And I posted one the other day that um, said, I would rather watch the prequels and the sequels than watch the original trilogy. Uh, and then I continued the video and I said, and I'm okay with that because I'm still an actual Star Wars fan, even though I like the newer ones better. And I posted it on Facebook and I shared it into a couple of Star Wars groups that I'm in. And you would not believe the amount of people who commented on it telling me I wasn't a real Star Wars fan or telling me uh, you can't not like the originals because that's where it all started. Nowhere in that video, like you can go watch that video on our Facebook page. Nowhere in that video did I say anything about not liking the originals. All I said was that I liked the newer ones better than the right. older ones. Yeah, well, and, I, <laughs> and I tweeted back once you, once you tweeted something about it. I was like, I responded to it and I was like, well, imagine somebody legitimately thinking you cannot like humans unless you love adam and eve personally right because adam and eve were the originals yeah so if you don't love adam and eve more than any person that you know right now you're not an actual human yeah and it's like what (laughs) it that's how much sense that makes the uh the argument that i made to the person who commented that it wasn't really an argument it was just like a a it was a uh, sophisticated rebuttal, I'll put it that way, that I commented back on this guy's comment. And I said, saying that I can't like these without liking those is like saying that I can't like Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol without liking Mission Impossible 1. When, objectively, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is just better than Mission Impossible 1. Well, <laughs> and there's just like... It's, that's exa- I mean, it's just like saying... like. You can't like Prisoner of Azkaban unless you like, uh, right? You know, whatever the first Harry. You look at like paintings or sculptures or whatever, and you're like, oh well, you can't like the Statue of David because da 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 -da," or whatever. You know, like you can't like Mount Rushmore because it wasn't the first sculpture ever made. Right. It's just what. (laughs) It's like, guys, I'm I'm to a point where it's like I need. Here's the deal. I want to keep sharing in these groups and I want to spread, you know, love of star Wars to everybody. But if I keep posting in these groups and keep getting people commenting and saying that, like, you know, my opinion is wrong, I'm just going to stop posting that kind of stuff in those groups. Like, I, think I mean, what that's... it comes down to is very simply, um, some people do not have the mental capacity to understand that an opinion is different than a fact. Yeah, it's it blows my mind. And so their opinion is synonymous with fact in their mind. 
So yeah. any other opinion just destroys their entire world. And look, I'm not saying any of this to like call out these people. I will. I will did. call you out. If you like if you do stuff like this, <laughs> you're the, you're the scum of the earth. Here's here's the final thing that I'll say and then we'll close. Uh I I genuinely hope that the people who are commenting on Star Wars content, not just mine but all Star Wars content, I genuinely hope that those people actually enjoy Star Wars for what it is and don't just try to compare everything with the original trilogy because here's the reality of it i tweeted a big long thread of tweets the other day that got a bunch of likes and um i didn't want to do that many tweets but after i got going i was like oh and another thing and another thing but one of the things that i said one another one (laughs) one of the things that i said in one of the tweets was i am not going to apologize for enjoying movies that were made for my generation rather than liking movies that were made for boomers right no no i 100 percent agree I, sorry i didn't mean to talk while i was like leaned back way away from the mic <laughs> it's cool but uh you just heard me echo going right 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 <laughs> but no i agree 100 percent. i i was six years old when the phantom menace came out yeah i can not like vividly but i remember going to the theater to see all three of the prequels with our cousins and our uncles and that was probably the best time of my life you know like i loved that mm-hmm. i absolutely loved that and so my first memories with star wars were with the phantom menace yeah and i don't discount that i don't think that that makes it i don't think that that makes me less of a fan because i because i experienced star wars differently than you right and not you but then these people who are saying basically that like we're not fans because we like certain things it's like we experienced things differently than you because we're not you that's what i told Brittany the other day when i was talking to her about it because Brittany likes the originals better than the prequels and she's my age so it's like she was raised on the prequels and the sequels or raised on the prequels and then the first one she saw in theaters were the sequels same as me but she likes the originals better and i totally respect that because the originals are amazing and in 77 80 and 82 or 83 whenever uh jedi came out three um eight in 77 80 and 83 those movies were groundbreaking they were they were you know the newest technology they were it was it was absolutely phenomenal i wasn't there the ones that i the first one that i saw in theaters was the force awakens and the earliest memory i have is with well, uh, I think you saw Attack of the, the Clones. I think you saw a couple of the prequels, at least, but you probably you wouldn't remember them because no, you would have been like three and five or something like that. Yeah, when uh, when Phantom Menace came out, I was three. When Attack of the Clones came out, I was five, and when maybe, uh, maybe it was like came seven out, or eight. Nine. Oh, nine. nine. Yeah, and so it's you know I probably saw them, but the first one that I, I remember. Yeah, I think seeing, you definitely saw them, but it, yeah, you wouldn't remember the first movies I remember watching in theaters were the sequels. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, when people are commenting, like, uh, you can't like these and not like the originals. First of all, I never said I didn't like the originals. So let's clear that up. But even if I had said, I didn't like the originals, I won't apologize for liking what was made for my generation. Well, and it's not even just that it was made for your generation. It's that art in every form is subjective that you can't, you can't objectively say one thing is better than another right you just can't that that's not factually how things work Mm -hmm. every human's brain works differently so factually 
nothing is the best. Right. That's like, you know, that's like trying to compare get out of the episode side of it and just compare franchise to franchise. Brittany likes Harry Potter more than she likes Star Wars. I can't tell her she's wrong. She can't tell me I'm wrong. Right. I mean, it's just subjective. It's it's like, well, Brittany and our little cousin Trinity, like, they're both huge Harry Potter fans. Yeah. Like, Trinity, we just went to her birthday today, and she got a ton of Harry Potter stuff and got yeah. told she was going to Harry Potter World and, like, freaked out, right? Yeah. Like, that's what would have happened at 16 if I would have been told I was going to a Star Wars theme park. You right. Know? Yeah, and that doesn't mean that she's wrong. Like, Trinity had an amazing reaction to going to Harry Potter World. Had they said, oh, Trinity, you're going to go to Galaxy's Edge, she probably would have been like, what's that? Yeah, she wouldn't have known. (laughs) And 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 there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, her fandom is her fandom. Like, I'm not... And this is not me, like, crying and whining about people commenting on my stuff and, and being rude. It's just, like, it's just me saying, like, I can take it. But there are people out there who can't. So just, just be nice to like, people. It's not like a sob story of, hey, be nice to us. It's a thing of like, kind of, I don't know what the right word is, but it, it's kind of like a chastisement of like, hey, um, you're being, you're being a jerk to yeah. everyone. Like, nobody enjoys that. Yeah. It's not because you're doing stuff to us. Or even to anyone specifically. Like, it's because you're just not being a good human being. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's some of the stuff that people posted wasn't even, like, comments. It was, like, they would just, their entire comment would just be a gif of, like, uh, that Nick Young gif where he, like, looks at the screen with a weird face and there's question marks that pop up. Or, like, a LeBron gif of, like, looking at a referee with a stupid look on his face. Like, and I'm like... I just don't understand why do you have to be that way towards someone who's genuinely enjoying something? Well, and so here's my, here's my last thoughts before we end this. Um, if <laughs> you said that twice now, <laughs> no, this is the first time I've said it. What are you talking about? So if you, if you disagree with somebody about what is the best part of star Wars or what, which movies are good or whatever, instead of saying you're wrong, this one is better for this reason. Ask them why they think that. And then when they explain it, say, that's awesome. When I saw the movies, I liked this one more. And this is why. Right. And then have a civil conversation with them. And then after the conversation, you'll go, oh, that was nice. It was nice to just talk about Star Wars with that person. Right. Rather than argue with them. Because arguing at the end of the day just makes people mad. And that's just like a psychological fact. (laughs) And... I understand that not all of the things that I say on our podcast or on our Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, not everything that I say on those people are going to agree with, you know, I get that. And I've come to terms with that because like, I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? Like not everything that I say is going to please people. I've, you know, the Bible actually says that when you preach the gospel, you're going to offend people. I've come to terms with the fact that things that I say are going to hurt people's feelings. People aren't going to agree with it. I'm over it, but there are some people in this world that don't know how to handle negativity in their comment section, but still want to voice their opinion. And the people that are going around and commenting and saying mean things are keeping those people from sharing their opinions and making their voice heard. Well, and if you like, if you really think that Star Wars is great 
like you say that you do, not you, but the people who are commenting these things, if you really love Star Wars, then why are you trying to hinder people from liking it? Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if they like different Star Wars than you do. They like Star Wars. Right. Period. That's like, like, like that's that's a full stop there. They, they like Star Wars, full stop. Right? Yeah. Like, if you like Star Wars, full stop. They like Star Wars, full stop. That's the conversation right yeah. there. Just talk about Star Wars. What yeah. you like and what you don't like about it. That's like... Um, okay, this is actually the last thing I'm going to say. I just keep getting things uh-huh. that pop into my mind. This is actually the last thing I'll say because we're approaching an hour and a half. Uh, I've used this as a sermon illustration before. But uh, for like sharing the gospel with people. But it kind of works the same when you talk about Star Wars. If you went to a restaurant... And you've heard me say this before, so you probably know where I'm going. If you went to a restaurant and you asked the waiter, hey, what's the best thing on the menu? And they were like, oh, man, you got to get this chicken piccata. And you're like, okay, well, why do you love that chicken piccata so much? And then they start explaining why they love the chicken piccata. You're probably going to be at least intrigued by the chicken piccata and want to, you know, taste it or see what it's all about. And I use it as a sermon illustration to be like the same way that that waiter feels about the chicken piccata we should feel about sharing the gospel. But I feel like we can translate this from, you know, take out gospel, put Star Wars. If I love Star Wars so much and you love Star Wars so much, why would I ever want to keep that from somebody? Right. And and like I was saying, like, why would you not want a new friend? <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a lot of friends that I go play X-Wing with that we disagree on on star wars and what's good and what's bad and that's fine i i still they're still really good friends i right. still go up and i'll still play games with them all the time we will have arguments that are civil <laughs> we will argue back and forth and i mean we argue in the fact that like we can we know that we can both take it right uh i i won't argue with someone that i don't know if they could take it or not uh but the i mean the guys that i go up there with it's like i know that you can take it so let's let's kind of Let's argue back and forth about why this is good and why that's why that's bad, and uh, and at the end of the day, when we walk out of there, I'm like, hey, I'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time tonight. Like, like we you, both love Star Wars. We love different aspects, but we both love Star Wars. You can disagree with someone and still respect them, right? And you can disagree with someone and not hinder their joy. That's the bottom line of what everybody has started to slowly forget. Yeah. Uh, is that disagreement does not put you uh, in enmity with that person. Right. It's like, uh, it just, it blows my mind how long this episode is. Yeah, that. (laughs) But it just, it blows my mind how people who are Star Wars fans, members of Facebook groups for Star Wars fans, can see a post about Star Wars, not bashing Star Wars in any way, and comment on it and stir up trouble. and stir up trouble and uh causing a ruckus fluff, fluff, <laughs> fluff up a kerfuffle and <laughs> causing a ruckus like those mandalorians <laughs> all I right to start saying that fluff up a kerfuffle <laughs> fluff up a kerfuffle i don't even know what that means but we'll figure it out all right guys <laughs> this episode has gone way longer than anticipated we didn't do an intro but we will do an outro so part two next week. We can pick up right where we left off. <laughs> no, probably not part two. Um, maybe next week we'll talk about the uh, rebels, freedom fighters, or terrorists. We'll see. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think they're both. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about next week, but we do have the Clone Wars Chronicles coming up. So Probably. if you are interested in the Clone Wars at all and you want to watch all of the other ones with another person before you watch the new ones, you can pay us a dollar a month and you can watch them with us. You can also, as the new ones come out, if you don't have the time to watch them and instead would just like to hear us summarize and talk about our thoughts on them, uh, you can do that. And we will, you know, like you said, it's a dollar on the Patreon. Patreon. Can't speak. Just spent an hour and a half talking. Can't can't (laughs) use words now. Yeah. We have three tiers. There's a $1, a $3, and a $5. All three tiers get you the early access and the exclusive. Go go for the $5. Why not, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you got five bucks to spend a month, then just throw it our direction. But no, for real, if you... um, if you are interested in Clone Wars at all, if you like um, board games, we're going to start a Patreon show uh, where we just record us playing board games. I actually, I reset our studio last night so that we have an area where we can play board games. It's not a big area, so we may have to work something else out, but it is an area where we could play some board games. Um, well, we've got the table that me and I built that we yeah. can easily use. So we're going to start a thing with board games probably in the next month or so. So there's all that stuff to look forward to on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash JRP Studios. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily content, multiple posts per day, oftentimes about Star Wars. Um, And that's pretty much it. We would be honored if you would join us. Man, that's where we're going to end the episode. So bye. Bye.